Hey there, welcome back to yet another amazing episode of the Not My Problem podcast. I'm your host, Nestle, a 24-year-old from Atlanta, Georgia, where I share my unfiltered opinions on life in what I now like to refer to as my little corner of the internet. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you haven't. It takes 30 seconds. I tell you every episode, I will tell you again. But if you haven't already, share the podcast with a friend, put it on your Instagram story, do all of the things. It helps grow the podcast so much. And every episode and every month, we are growing little by little and I'm so excited to see that so be sure to continue sharing telling your friends doing all the things to help grow the podcast today's episode is going to be a good one and I know I tell you guys this every episode because honestly every episode that I put out I feel as though it's a great episode because I wouldn't put it out if I didn't like it but alas here we are with another banger you guys in this week's episode we'll be unpacking the pervasive belief of corporate America culture in the terms of you being lucky to be here something that we hear so many times. I think it's used as an excuse for millennials, Gen Z people, or even like grown adults, like real adults, like boomers and Gen X people, to not have an opinion and to feel as though they can't be upset about the things going on in their work environment because they should just be grateful to be here and lucky to be here. And I do believe that this is very much focused on the younger generation and the emerging professionals, but obviously everyone can relate to this topic. But, you know, as a Millennial, I will be talking from my perspective and for someone who has been in the workforce for about two to three years now, I'm just going to give you guys my take because I can only talk about my experiences and not everybody else's. But before we get into today's episode, let's just do a quick vibe check. So as we all know, I was off this past week and I had an amazing time. So I just want to talk about that very briefly. Like I said, I didn't plan on doing anything and I really didn't do anything. I just stayed home. I read a lot of books. I just hunt hung out at home, and really just enjoy the time of being alone and not necessarily having any work responsibilities. And I felt as though I was starting to feel resentment about work and I like I felt very stunted and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, which is partially on me for not knowing exactly what I want and what I do. I can't blame anybody but myself. But I was starting to have a little bit of resentment towards my job and everything that was going on. And every single day that I logged on, I just felt like, why am I here? Like, why am I doing this? And I know that wasn't the mindset I needed to be in. And with COVID and the pandemic, you just are home all the time and you naturally work a lot more during this pandemic and working from home in general, like statistically proven, you do work more when you're at home. So I just got to a point where I was just, I hit my wall of, I hit my wall where I was like, Nestle, like, you can't do this anymore. Like, you are going to lose your mind. You are not a functioning human anymore. And this is not an environment that you need to be in. And even if you don't go on a single vacation or you don't do a single thing during your break besides just hang at home, watch YouTube videos, get some coffee, like that's what you need to do. You need to reset, refocus, and get your mind right again. And that's exactly what I did. So Throughout the week, I read a bunch of books. I read like a book a day, which is a lot for me. And I've always wanted to get into books. And it's just one of those things where you go to university and college and they make you read books. So over time, you just don't want to read for fun. So it was nice reading for fun again, even though they were audiobooks, just because I need to be able to do something while I'm reading a book. So it's nice to have audiobooks because I can just drive and go to the store and listen to the um, book and still get the content without actually having to physically sit down and have the book. So I read Atomic Habits by James Clear, and that was an amazing book. It was very eye-opening. I highly recommend it for anybody who has contemplated getting the book, but they just haven't had anybody tell them that it's worth your time, like 100% get that book. It was one of those books where I thought that they were going to be pouring knowledge that I already know 
and telling me things that I already know about myself, but they took a lot of behavioral techniques that I was unfamiliar with and applied them into tangible, easily consumable habits that you can use on a day-to-day basis to invoke change. So that's something that I highly recommend and I think was a very interesting take on how to change habits. So that's something that I really enjoyed. And then I read The Defining Decade, which is, I forget who, I think it's Meg Jay, who is the professor or the PhD um, doctorate student person, you know what I mean, who wrote the book. And it was one of those books that everybody tells you that in your 20s that you need to read because your 20s are the defining decade. And I definitely do believe that. But there really wasn't anything monumental that I didn't already know about my 20s going into 25 next year. I guess I'm halfway into my 20s. A lot of the information I was aware of just from reading previous books and talking to other 20-somethings and being able to see the difference from like someone who was 20 and 21. Um, and literally every single year after that, like everybody's 20s looks different and like my 24 now looks a lot different from people's 23s and so on and so forth. So I I thought it was an interesting book. It didn't take me long to read or listen to. I listened to all my books on two times speed. So it was very quick to go through it. I listened to it in maybe two and a half, three hours. I just binged it and got through it. And I thought it was, I thought it had a lot of useful information, but I don't know if um, I'd read it again or if I'd recommend it. It was a great one. It's like, if you have the time and you are curious about reading, read it. Um, But it's not like you need to listen to this book or read this book type of situation. And then I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I think I talked about this in my previous podcast episode because that was the first book that I read. So I won't dive into it too much. But now I'm reading Such a Fun Age, which is a book about race and class. And it's a fiction book, which is something that's usually not on brand for me. I don't typically read fiction books, but I'm really getting into it. I started working again this week, so I haven't had as much time to like sit down and consume a lot of it at once, but I do want to hopefully get it knocked out this week. But yeah, so last week was a very, it was a very great time. I I had a lot of epiphanies and there's a lot of things that I'm working on and wanting to get done in the next couple of months, but I think I'm going to keep those um, adventures and things that I want to work on secretly until I get it all panned out and then I obviously will share with you guys but I I think it's one of those things I just like want to hold near and dear to me work on it myself and then when it's time to share with the world I will but we have some fun things coming up and I'm super excited to share it with you guys there are some fun adventures some things that I've said I've always wanted to do so hopefully we will get them in the works and the one thing that I will share is the fact that I am starting my vlog channel Lauren Lapid the amazing host of Rookies in the Real World made my YouTube banner and it looks phenomenal and I I need I can't thank her enough she's just so phenomenal she's so talented like oh my gosh so that's that's done and now at this point I just need to I kind of want to re-edit it a little bit just because it was my first time editing in a long time and I do want to do a little bit more fine-tuning like I know it's not going to be perfect and it's a vlog so it's not meant to be perfect but I do want to put a little bit more effort into making it a little bit more pretty but I will hopefully release it this upcoming weekend so you guys are listening to this on um, August 6th, I believe that's what the day is. And I will hopefully have it out this upcoming weekend. So that'll be a very exciting time. Stay on the lookout for that. I will be sharing it everywhere once it's released, but yeah, that's, that's what's been going on with me. And yeah, so I guess all in all things are doing well. I don't have any 
interesting life updates in terms of like men or anything else going on in my life because I'm just kind of over it. Nestle has always been the perpetual single friend and I honestly thrive being the perpetual single friend. So I'm really enjoying my time alone. Truthfully, I have a couple of guests that I want to have on the podcast um, in the upcoming weeks. And you know, I don't usually do podcast guests because I want them to be very on brand with the information and the content that I like to produce. And also it's just a lot of effort and I'd rather just sit down and have my own like little podcast conversation with you guys rather than having a guest. But I have a couple guests that I'm going to be bringing on the podcast in the upcoming weeks and it's going to be very exciting. I'm going to be doing a little collab situation with another good podcast friend. So this is going to be, it's going to be great. I'm putting a little bit more focus into things that bring me joy Marie Kondoing my life. Like if it doesn't spark me joy, it's going to go because I think at these, at this point in time, like the only thing that's holding me back from things that I want to achieve is myself. And there's honestly no reason to not achieve what I want to achieve. So I'm going to stop trying to hold myself back and we're going to just do the damn thing. So but yeah, I would say all in all, vibe check pass. We're doing pretty well. All right, guys, buckle in because we're in for another ride where I give you my hot takes that absolutely nobody asked for, but here we are. And tonight, of course, we're drinking a natural lime White Claw, one of my favorites. I tell people this all the time. Lemon and lime are underrated flavors. People shit on them all the time, but they're literally so good. So if you are a fan, let me know. We can be pals because they're obviously like got tier flavors, but Anyways, so career development has been on my mind a lot recently. I've not only tried to figure out what I want to do and how I want to get there, but I need to figure out, like, I know what my end goal is, but what strides can I make right now to get me there? And the week that I took off helped a lot with it. I took a lot of time to just figure out, okay, Nestle, you want to live in Seattle and you want want to work for tech companies, but what do you want to do there? What does your role look like? And I told you guys in previous episodes that... I started envisioning what do I like about my current job? What do I like about previous jobs or other people's jobs to kind of blend it into this new role that I want to do um, or potentially do somewhere down the line? Something around portfolio, but also something around um, analytics, but more so like visualization aspects of analytics just because just looking at numbers all day is really not fun, but I do enjoy looking at the visualization aspects of it. But I also really like like UI, UX. I think that's something that I've never dabbled in, but seems very interesting and is something that I would be into. But I say all that to say that I'll be honest, I just, I haven't been doing a single tangible thing. Like I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't tried networking. And it's a lot to say that you want to move to Seattle when I have, I know nobody there. It's me uprooting my life. Like I don't have any um, connections there. And I've just been saying it's a thing that I want to do, but haven't been making active strides. And I can take ownership of that and take ownership of my career and what I haven't been doing to make strides to actively grow. And even when it comes to like my job here, like I haven't been making that many active strides to improve my career development and make sure that I'm setting myself up for success at my current role. Like I know I deserve it. I just can't wait for someone to hand me a promotion without like asking for it because I know that I deserve it. And maybe it's a lack of motivation to power through and find my next step. But maybe it comes from two things, me thoroughly enjoying my job at this current moment and this idea that I should feel quote unquote lucky to have the job that I currently have and in result, I should stick it out a little bit longer. I shouldn't 
network to meet new people to potentially move. I shouldn't ask for my more money even though I think I deserve it because I should just be lucky to even have a job. And both are kind of sucky excuses if we're being completely honest, but they're experiences that a lot of people can relate to. I remember sometime last year, my ma- my manager always said that he'd leave a team that he enjoyed working with if it meant for him to. If you asked me what my response to that would be at the end of 2019, I would have told you that that reasoning is crazy and that I'd rather enjoy working with a team for as long as I possibly could than jump ship to a different opportunity, even if it meant more money and if it meant more career growth, because working in a successful team that I thoroughly enjoyed is something that I value highly and I still do in a way. But now that we're in August and I've honestly spent upwards of three months figuring out what I want to do with my career, what is my ideal circumstance look like? My mindset has changed a lot and now I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't need to completely love the team that I'm working with like I do with my current team because I've told you previously that this team is an anomaly. I know that. I know I won't be able to have like friendships like I do with my current team and I'm aware of that. However, I would leave the team if I found a position that enabled me to grow my career in the way that I want as long as the team still melted in my melted with my values and what I appreciate from a team. I wouldn't jump ship to a crappy team that gave me more money, but I would jump ship for like a team that I, I don't mind and I could see myself growing with if it came with a career growth and more opportunities and more visibility to get to where I want to be in life. So I guess, yeah, this is this is a very large difference in my mentality in the past like couple of months, just because I've gotten to the point where I've always known that if you want something, you have to do it yourself and there has to be accountability and nobody would just hand you opportunities, especially as a woman and especially as a black woman. Like you're just not going to be afforded these opportunities. These, these things don't just fall in your lap. You have to work for it. And I've always known that, but I think I got into this position where I, where I felt lucky to like have stumbled upon a job post grad that I really liked. I was like, okay, I'll stick it out for one to two years and then kind of figure out my next steps. And then a lot of it became me feeling just like comfortable in the position that I'm in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like my dream is to like be in a different place doing a different thing, but I really like where I am right now. But it's not really fulfilling me in all the ways that I want to. Like it's giving me 75% of what I want, but I'm not even looking to see if I can find the 75 plus the extra 25 somewhere else. And I think at this point, we have nothing but time and opportunity at this current moment in time that why, why aren't I doing it? And I know a lot of it has to be do with the lucky to be here mentality, which is really the core conversation that I'm going to have with you guys today. But another portion of it is this pandemic. And I just feel weird um, saying anything about my job because I should be lucky to be here and lucky to have a job. And that's why I want to have this conversation. I want to talk about this pervasive belief in corporate America culture where employees keep you downtrodden, they undermine your sense of agency and prevent you from leaning into your full strength and brilliance because you should be quote unquote lucky to be there. And I'll be the first to say that I've just now broken free from this mentality and I was just telling you guys about it. I felt as though because I have a job, a good job that I actually enjoy for the most part and I'm extremely proud of that I should be lucky. And this is an extremely toxic mentality because it's not something you can argue. Nobody's going to tell you that 
I'm not lucky to have a job. Like, of course I'm lucky to have a job. Anybody's lucky to have a job that pays them well, gives them benefits. Nobody is arguing that. And especially during a global pandemic where millions of people are being laid off, nobody is going to argue that you aren't lucky to have a job. However, just because you're supposed to be lucky to have a job and grateful does not mean that I should never complain about the job. And this kind of goes into toxic positivity, which is another conversation that I'm going to save for a later date because I could truly unpack that in a lot of ways, but it's just like an onion that I'm not willing to peel back today, but we will get to that in a later date. It does not mean that everything I express that's a non-positive opinion should be met with this cliche to bring me back down to reality. Like you shouldn't have to tell me, oh, you should be lucky to have a job. People are dying. Like that's that's just like an example of things that people will, will say to undermine your opinion. And it, it's ridiculous. And I'm tired of hearing this phrase. And I've been hearing this phrase a lot more frequently, especially during a pandemic where it truly feels terrible to even make the slightest complaint about a job. And I say all that to say, like, I'm not even making a direct dig at my job. I thoroughly enjoy my job and I don't have any ill will towards my job. Every There is nothing that is being said in this conversation that people aren't aware of, that I haven't told. Like, everybody knows where my, where my dream goal is. And I'm not even saying it in the sense that I'm actively seeking it out now, but I just want to put things into perspective that even if you make any sort of complaint, like I feel weird even having this conversation about this toxic mentality of being lucky to be here because we are in the middle of a pandemic where millions of people are employed right now. I get that. However, I will be the one to say that even with everything going on in the world, your feelings are still valid and should not be diminished just because there are worse things going on in the world. Both of these things can exist at the same time, and I think we need to break free from this mentality that you should just be lucky or you shouldn't complain or you shouldn't feel any type of way because you should be, quote unquote, lucky to be here. So this topic has been on my mind for a while now because I felt as though I was experiencing it a lot in these past weeks, not even... uh, externally, but like internally, my mindset was I shouldn't think about what my next career move is because other people are looking for jobs because people are losing their jobs every single day because of a global pandemic that 45 can't seem to get under wraps. And like you have a job, a job where you don't seem to be losing in any time, knock on wood, fingers crossed, all the things. So I shouldn't be looking for a job like that. I shouldn't even think about looking for a job. Like this conversation and this mentality shouldn't even be in your head right now. And like, yes, yes and no. Like I I don't believe that this is the end all be all, but a lot of these weeks where I didn't know if this was something that I even wanted to do or something that I, should I put myself out there? Should I be connecting with other people to kind of like put feelers out? My break did help with that. I didn't start like networking or anything like that or even looking for jobs, but I kind of spent this week putting myself in a mindset where when it does come time for looking for a new job, whenever that may be, I am out of this mentality that I'm lucky to be here. I've earned my keep. I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I can provide to a team. There's no more of this, like, you should be lucky to be here. You're not lucky to be here. They're lucky to have you. And that's the mentality that you need to be going in to every situation, every opportunity, because you earned it and you deserve it. 
So whenever I'm met with this line, I it gets my it gets my wheels turning because it's so infuriating. And it was a conversation that I actually wanted to have and then and a good friend of mine experienced this and they actually were telling me about the experience and it just infuriated me more. They work at a very cool company and they do very cool work and everybody has bad weeks at work. I've had bad weeks where I feel like I was worked to the ground. Companies just want you to meet these deadlines, these imaginary deadlines that they set because they just want to get things done. And they don't care if it takes you 40 hours or 60 hours a week. They don't care if you're logging in at 11.45 and they see that you sent an email at 11.45 because you were getting work done. They don't care. They want to meet their deadlines. And those weeks, I those weeks suck. They literally suck so much. So when you are wanting to vent about it and you want to have conversations about it, you shouldn't be met with, oh, you should be lucky to have a job. People would kill to have this opportunity that you have at this current moment in time. So you should be lucky. What? And that's what happened to my friend. My friend had multiple people reach out to them and say, you should be lucky to even have this job because I graduated college and because I graduated college in the middle of a pandemic, I, I am struggling to find a job and I don't want to discredit anybody's experiences. I'm so sorry that you had to enter the workforce during a global pandemic. Like that, that sucks. I'm not taking that away from you. But just because somebody is complaining about the one week where they're having a rough week and they're allowed to have a rough week no matter what their job is, you should not meet them with you being lucky to be there. Companies are just as lucky to have you as you are to be there. And I saw this tweet the other day and it really helped me put things into perspective. So I want to share it with you guys. It says, hi, your job is just an income stream. You are in a financial relationship with your employer. You exchange labor and intellect for cash and benefits. Don't make the relationship more than it is. They for sure will not. And first of all, wow, that's a lot to unpack there, but I just want to exemplify the fact that you being there, wherever there is, is not luck. It was a well thought out decision. You, they met you, they saw your resume, they interviewed you, they had multiple people interview you, they had time to think through the decision and still offered you a position. There's no luck there. And I especially hear it from women, minorities, people with resume gaps or non-traditional backgrounds because that's something that I experience a lot. I have um, a background in psychology and I work in a tech company doing analytics and all of these things that don't necessarily match society's collective definition of what a successful business person should look like, speak like, think like. So when you move through a world that wasn't designed for you, there is this rightful sense of feeling like an outsider in this space. And this is something that a lot of people experience and especially um, emerging professionals. I'm sure we've all experienced feeling like we were othered or feeling like we don't belong, that your success is merely a fluke, a one-time stroke of luck, a token diversity hire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I could go all day, but I just want to reiterate the fact that your company is the lucky one not you. And I know the workplace is full of people who bluster and play politics and take what they haven't earned because I for sure have seen my fair share of entitled jerks, people who take your credit or are doing all of this work, a quote unquote work, but they're having other people do the work for them and they just reap the rewards and get to say like, oh my gosh, 
thank you so much for all the work that you did, even though they didn't actually do the work. We've seen it all before. I just spent an upwards of nine months dealing with exactly that, and it's infuriating because that isn't me and that isn't you. And the fact that we feel, quote unquote, lucky to have a job is just proof enough of that, that we're not those people that I just mentioned. You do great work without complaint. You work extra hard out of fear that you actually aren't good enough. You don't advocate for what you deserve because somewhere deep down you're afraid you don't really deserve it. After all, like I feel that. I've been through all of that. I resonate with that so clearly, but I'm here to tell you and myself for that matter that we do deserve it and we need to see the brilliance within ourselves that shines so clearly to others. But why don't we? Because it is in our company's best interest to keep us this way. And why do you ask? As long as you believe you're quote unquote just lucky, they can pay you less than what you're worth, they can demand more than you should fairly give, they can keep you small, they can reap all the benefits of your brilliance and not worry that you might ask for your fair share. And I'm not saying that every corporation is diabolical like that, or maybe they are, truthfully, capitalism is its own beast and I have a lot of opinions on that, but there's a reason why you typically don't get a raise unless you ask for one, because it is in their best interest to keep you small and pay you less because why would they just offer up the money? And that is really sucky because you would think that you should be given the things that you deserve. But here we are in 2020 where capitalism is at its finest. That is not the case. So I want to wrap up this episode by reminding you guys to acknowledge yourself for what you have accomplished instead. If you aren't yet comfortable with the idea of brilliance, just start with competence. Look at all the things you've managed to achieve in the past week. Look at all the things you've contributed at work, at home, in your community, with your friends, in your relationship, all of the things just to keep you grounded and remind yourself of what you can do, what you have accomplished, all of the things. Because remember above all that even if you have been lucky in your career and some of the opportunities that you've been given, your company, your job, the opportunities you have been awarded are just as lucky as you are. All right, and that is all that I have for today's episode. I am super excited and super glad that I was able to share this conversation with you. It's just been something that's been on my mind a lot recently, and I'm really putting more things into perspective about what I think I deserve and what I should be asking for. So it's it's a great time, and I love having these conversations about um, growth and career growth and development because I, I see a lot of it from like YouTubers or podcasters, really any sort of quote-unquote content creator. And a lot of it isn't necessarily in a space where it is the same as working a corporate America job. A lot of it is more towards like the influencer world, whereas me, I'm in this like weird bubble where I'm trying to thrive in corporate America and I really don't have this drive to um, push myself as a content creator. I just want to tell my story and be the the normal person, the normal average nine to five girl just trying to make their way in corporate America. So that's kind of like the space that I want to live in. So I want to be able to have a lot more candid conversations and have conversations about that and especially about career as a woman, because I, as a woman, as a woman, I don't know what word I said, but it just sounded weird. So we're going to repeat that. So that's fine. Yeah, but I think we're not fighting for 
ourselves enough and not fighting for what we're worth. And this is why you see men getting in roles that they know that they weren't qualified for, but because they believed in themselves so much, they were able to achieve all of the things. And while it is infuriating in a lot of ways, but can you blame them? Can you blame them for going out of their way, faking it till you make it to achieve things? We need to do more of that. And that's something that I want to start promoting a lot more. I want to start having a lot more conversations about like self-confidence and aspiring for career growth and talking about my career journey. I'm still like in the beginning. I, I, it's about like two, three years into my career journey, but I can talk a lot about imposter syndrome and like quitting a job that you hate because I know people are always told that you're supposed to hate your first two jobs out of college or definitely your first job out of college. And I just really don't believe in that narrative because I quit a job that I absolutely despise. Um, in three months because it was just something that I completely hated. And when I got the job two weeks in, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. And as the weeks got it, got, and as the weeks went on, I hated it even more. And then by like the month and a half in, I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. So I started applying for jobs and that is where I was at. So I can speak a lot to like unconventional job roles, not going to school for something that you are working in and everything like that. So I, I do want to start having more of those conversations. And like I said, I have a lot of guests that I have lined up in the future. I want to be able to have a lot more conversations. And I tell you guys this every week, but if you guys ever have a conversation that you want me to talk about or an opinion that you want me to give, I'm more than happy to do so. I want to talk about like the unconventional things that most people don't talk about in their podcast or I give you guys a different spin on what you normally hear in podcasts just to you know spice things up because one of the things that I always struggle with is finding relatable podcasts that are catering to like my life and feel like so I can relate to them I I don't really get a lot of that there's very few podcasts out in the world that relate to me um very specifically but I have always wanted this podcast to feel like you're just talking to a friend and you feel relatable so I hope I do that for you If you have any ideas, be sure to send me a DM and of course, follow my podcast Instagram. It is at notmyproblempod and my personal Instagram is nestle.mitchell. And of course, if you haven't followed me on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, then please, I mean, the podcast is over. So go ahead and just listen, please, for the love of God, give me a follow. Um, And yeah, share it with a friend. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. I will see you guys next week. Later. Later.